Hey guys, and welcome back to the Penny Surprise Podcast with your host Kia. And this is the podcast where we aim to dispel your myths, simplify difficult financial jargon, and rectify your own personal problems. Happy Monday! Hope everyone's had a productive week before, and we're going to go ahead and have another productive week. I am here with a special guest. It's been a little while since I've had a guest, but I'm so happy and so excited to have this guest on. Guest, introduce yourself. Hey Kia, I'm Andy Webb, and I host the Cash Chats podcast as well as blog over at becleverwithyourcash.com. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Go and check that out. Right, today, Andy, we are going to be talking about how to find the best bank accounts during this time. As we know, we are in this pandemic period. um, And things, if I'm honest, I don't think things are always looking, they're not looking up right now. What what would you say? Yeah, it depends who you are. There's almost two sides to the coin here. There's going to be a huge number of people who are really struggling right now. Their income has either been dropped because they're on furlough or maybe they've lost their jobs. Um, so they're, they're struggling. Their expenses have come up because they're at home more often because they've got to pay more for their heating. They've got so many extra things. It's really, really tough. Then you've got the other people who have carried on working, but they're not spending their money on their commute. They're not going out. They're not all doing this stuff. They've got loads of spare cash. So you've really got, like I think, two a big divide there. And people are either one side or other. On the whole, there'd be a people who are kind of just carrying on as normal. On the whole, you're one side or the other. So it really depends on your situation, whether this has been an absolute nightmare for you and your money or whether actually things are looking a little bit better for you. And if they are looking a little bit better, what you don't want to be doing is have that money just sitting there in your bank account because that's just exactly. wasting your money if you're just sitting in your bank. Exactly. So you, you've helped us segue nicely into what we're going to talk about. <laughs> so it's kind of talking about where should we be putting our money? And this is a question I get posed a lot on pennies pounds. I'm sure you get it a lot on your platform, Andy. Everyone's like, okay, thankfully there are a lot more people who were doing okay financially um obviously there are some people who have unfortunately lost income but those of the people who are okay are saying what should i be doing i think there's this big emphasis on like investing but there are some people who are just like okay i'm not really interested in investing but what else can i do with my money so andy if someone came to you with that question what would you say right yeah you're absolutely bang on there like so many people are talking about investing aren't they and some people are really going you know head over heels they're right i'm going to just do this put all my money into stocks and shares and it all sounds exciting and I think they're going to get loads of money in return that's you know what if you're still starting off if you don't really have a huge amount of money that is I personally I don't think that's the right thing to be doing the first thing you should do is clear any debts if you've got spare cash you should be clearing your debts yeah, if you haven't got any debts and you've done that then you want to kind of make sure you are building up a kind of emergency savings fund and I know you talk about this a lot of time as well it's kind of so important that you have some money that is available to you that if you need to get it tomorrow you can get it and it's not going to have gone down in value. It's going to be there for you to get to pay the rent, to pay the bills, whatever it might be. If something happens that you, you know, you lose your income or, or do you know what? It could just be that your car fails its MOT or something like that. You've got that money available. Oh, Andy, don't say that you'll trigger me. Oh my gosh. Wow. I had that. I absolutely had that. My So my MOT ran out in October. And do you know what? I, I knew I had an issue with my tyres. I already knew that, but I thought, you know what? That's going to be the one thing. It came back. And where I thought it might have been like a 60, 70 pound fix, it came back as a 600 pound fix. Oh. I said, what? I literally was struck with that from, from the mechanics, 600 pounds. I said, I did not expect that at all with my car. But thankfully, um, A, I managed to haggle it down a bit. So I got from 600 to about 400. And B, I had a fund that you, that you mentioned. I had a fund there, which I literally dedicated to my car because these things, for me, that that's probably the most sudden thing that can happen. It's my car breaking down or something yeah. going wrong. And I had that set to the side. So you're absolutely right with that. 
That's a huge amount of cash, though, isn't it? Like 400 quid. Well done for sort of getting that put down from 600. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, not normal time. Let's forget the pandemic. pandemic's going on. Like, let's just imagine normal times. Just find 400 quid. That's for a lot of people, particularly people in their 20s, you know, that, that's going to be a, a real, real struggle to find that cash. So using mm. this time now when you might have a bit of extra money sitting around, you know, yeah, it'd be nice to sort of, hey, maybe I'll buy a new phone. You know, the new Samsung's out. That looks quite nice. I'll put it towards that. Or maybe when this is all over, you think, right, I'm going to splash out on a big holiday. But if you do all those things and then you have to replace your tyres a couple of months later, what are you going to do? Or if you put that money into investing now and it's lost its value, suddenly you yeah. have this amount and now you've got that minus whatever. There's a risk that could happen. So, yeah, you build up this money you've got now. It's building up that emergency fund is, is the, the best thing you can do. Exactly. I completely agree with you, Andy, there. You're absolutely right. What I, I think is a good point to talk about as well is a lot of us, we, we have, you know, I worked out, we've been in lockdown in and out, of course, for about nine months in the UK. Yeah. It's been a very long time in and out of lockdown. Um, but now we're back in and it's just become... I think most people's default, I'm not that bad compared to a lot of people, but I do do it on occasion, to shop online, especially Amazon. We are all <laughs> funding Jeff Bezos's pockets. So what would you say when it comes to actually shopping online and impulse buying? Because I'm, I'm sure with a lot of people, that, that they'll agree that not everything that you order is necessary. Thankfully for me, I've, I've disciplined myself. I only order stuff that I really need. So any equipment that I really need. Other than that, I will not shop. But what would you say in regards to that? Do you know what? I'm, I'm, so Amazon is is so easy for you to spend money, isn't it? I call it doom scrolling oh God, for yeah. deals. You know, you open up that today's deals page, and you just keep <sighs> scrolling, and you keep scrolling, and you keep scrolling, and you keep the next page. Scroll for some more. Scroll for some more. <laughs> this is all like most of this stuff. No one really wants or needs. But you see yeah. it there, and you see that discount, and you kind of th- and you're bored because you're at home, like you're saying, and you're kind of like, oh yeah, that oh that sounds interesting. Oh that oh yeah, maybe I'll get that. I think it's awful. I, what I'm actually doing this year, and uh, what we're near the end of January now, so I started on the 1st of January. I am boycotting Amazon. I'm not going to give them a <laughs> penny this year. I think I'll have to join you on that. Do you know what? I do, because right, there's lots of reasons to do it. One, because it does encourage us to spend money that we hadn't intended to spend, right? Because we know how yeah. easy to spend with, with them because the prices are great or whatever. Two, uh, there is that element that if you sign up for Prime, you're also more likely to shop with them. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, Because you've already paid that 80 quid. So you're like, right. Or maybe if you're a student, you're paying half that. But even so, you've paid up. You think, right, well, I'll go there rather than somewhere else because I've already kind of paid for this. I've already paid for the delivery. I want to get the most out of it. So, again, you're less likely to sort of shop around for the best price because Amazon, although it often has low prices, it's not always the cheapest. You're and not at all. Far from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then the other one, the big one that's really sort of the most sort of bigger driver for me, though, is we just really wanted to support those local shops. Yeah. And, you know, we, it's been happening for a while now, but really over lockdown, so many doors have closed for good. Not just the local independents, but even some of like the high street ones, which you might only pop into every now and again, but they're all getting hit more and more. So I'm going to try and put my money when I need to buy something, try and spend less and buy less anyway. But when I'm going to spend money, I'm going to try and spend it elsewhere. So that's that's my Amazon rant. <laughs> <laughs> In, in terms of people, if they want to kind of just try and spend a little bit less, um, what can you do? You can sort of deregister, unsubscribe from any of those emails you get from the brand, yeah. the shop to say, hey, look, look at this new coat or, hey, today we're giving you 10% off. All those things that are going to try and nudge you, try and encourage you to spend some money. Unsubscribe. So your inbox isn't kind of becomes your friend rather than your enemy when it comes to spending money. Uh, that's a really good one. Something else you can do, and I mean, we're going to talk about the best bank accounts in a minute. Some of them will let you freeze your debit card. Now, 
The idea mm. behind this is more about fraud. So if you lost your card, you can freeze it so that uh, no one can spend on it. But you could also use this as a way to try and stop yourself spend that impulse spending with shopping without thinking about it. Because if you put your debit card details into the online shop and suddenly it gets rejected, you go, oh, I've got to unfreeze it on the app. So then you've got to kind of go in and it's it's adding a little bit of friction, you know? It's, it's giving yes. you something, an extra step you've got to take to make you think, do I really need to, to buy this? Yeah, I completely agree with you. You're absolutely right. And I think that nicely, again, segues us into... How do we find the best bank account? Now, I don't know about you, Andy, but you may be the same as me. Again, I counted the other day. I went through my purse. I was clearing it out. And I think I have about nine different bank accounts. If, if I'm honest with you, Which I have a lot. <laughs> I've got 15 <laughs> different current accounts right now. 15? Okay, so, so you beat me. You definitely beat me. Um, but if I'm honest with you, a lot of them was try them out. And some of them I have. So... As, as I'm, I'm sure we're going to touch on, but you know when banks have these deals, when you switch over and you can get some money, I have some of them because I'm just like, okay, if I want to switch, I can use this account and then get my money in that sense. But as a nice segue, what what should we be looking for if we want to find the best bank account right now? Because I, I think there, there's this sense of like, almost like inertia. You, you get so comfortable and so used to the account that you have. And I know a lot of people who have only one or two bank accounts. And when you ask them when they open it, they open it. Their parents opened it from for them years, years ago and they just always had it. Their parents said it's good. They've kept it. They've never looked elsewhere. But should we be looking at changing? And if so, what should we be looking for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right there. Like you and I, we are exceptions to all that. People listen to this right now. <laughs> yeah. You do not need nine or 15 current accounts. No, 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 no. We're special, aren't we? We love this. We're we are. Weeks. <laughs> <laughs> most people, I reckon, do you know, I think most people should have at least two current accounts. Okay. At least yeah, I agree. And that's because uh, some of the best banks out there, in fact, do you know what? Because any bank out there, there is a risk that something could go wrong. We saw yeah. a couple of years ago, TSB, everything was down for a long time. People couldn't get hold of their money. And these kind of outages happen more and more. And, and, you know, particularly considering like bank branches are closing all the time or moving sort of digital only banks. You might be, if you, it's not a person you can go and talk to try and sort this out. You have to wait for it to be fixed. So I would always have two accounts and have your money split across the two. So you've always got access to some cash. So that's the, the, the number one thing. Don't think just because you've got one account, you only need one. I would always have a couple. But then you can use that to your advantage. So you talked about switching for money. Like sadly, right now, because of lockdown, there aren't many switching offers. And the same thing last year we didn't really see the offers come back until august september time and they kind of disappeared in december so i imagine we won't see many of these come back until lockdown ends hopefully fingers crossed if you've got this spare account you can keep switching that so you use your main account for normal things your normal day-to-day spending your salary goes in whatever the other account could be the one that you just switch you get that bonus sometimes it's like 150 quid you know it's a decent amount of money isn't it and then switch yeah of course and then switch it again. Like space it out, but you can keep doing that and keep racking up the money. That's one of my favourite little hacks to uh, make some easy money. Just keep switching. I it. love it so much. It's, it's, it's so like hassle-free. I mean, obviously it's hassle in the sense you have to switch your account, but if you go through through um, the switch service, it's really hassle-free, sit back. And obviously some banks have this stipulation as to when they're going to pay you. Some of them are instant as soon as it opens. Some of them have to wait a month or three months. But nonetheless, I think it's one of the easiest ways that I've ever made money, if I'm honest with you. Very little work and I get money in my bank. Yeah, it's great. The only one that's available right now is with Virgin Money. And this is mm. giving you uh, 15 bottles of wine. <laughs> okay, well, if you're a wine drinker, that might be a really good deal. Yeah, it's a shame if you're, if you're not a drinker, then there is a non-alcoholic option. But that's 
only worth about 80 quid. And I mean, you know, oh. you really want non-alcoholic wine if you're a non-drinker. Probably maybe, you. maybe you can get them and use them as gifts for people or something. Yeah, true. That's good. Yeah, keep them. Yeah. But that's the only one right now. But that's definitely one to think about. But beyond that, in terms of like your everyday account, the one that you're going to use day in, day out, you've got to think about what you want from it. And I know you are a huge fan of Monzo, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, the, for me, the, the online banks, so like Monzo and Starling, have always had my heart. I had Starling first and then I got Monzo a couple of years back. Um, but I think just the ease of it, like even I was I was talking to someone now saying that we've gotten so used to now all these traditional banks showing you a notification as soon as you pay, but that wasn't around years ago. The first time I ever saw that was when I got a Starling account and I tapped my card and I came from straight away on my phone and I said, whoa, 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 what's going on? So I think from then, all those kind of innovations that we've seen, I've always been a big fan of these fintech banks. Yeah, they're great. And uh, I mean, they're the ones we talked about. They also innovated like that freezing card feature, all those kind of things. Yes, that exactly. Now came from Monzo and Starling. What I really like about Monzo, which is why I think that Monzo possibly has the edge over Starling, although I personally prefer Starling, I think Monzo is probably one that a lot of the listeners would probably want to check out. It is amazing to help you track your spending. If you yes. Oh, my gosh. Sure. Oh. You've tried um, Monzo Plus, haven't you? The premium one. The, well, one of the premium yes, ones. Yes. Yeah. So I tried Monzo Plus. I haven't tried premium because that just came with insurance and stuff, and I'm not really interested in that. I tried Monzo Plus. So that gave me the virtual cards. I think that was the main difference for me that I was interested in seeing. I can't remember if there's anything else major. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. It was fine. Not really, no. And it's what yeah, I mean, really. did you stick with it or did you did you bin it? Um I stuck with it I think for I think the minimum time was six months. I stuck with it for the six months and then after that I said, you know what, I don't really use the virtual cards. I genuinely forgot I had them. Yeah. So I wasn't really using them and I was like there's no real point in me having this. Yeah, I agree with you. I think you know if you're looking for an account that's going to be one of these digital ones, lots of cool features, help you manage your account or better track your spending, look at Monzo Starling as that kind of everyday account. Um, but don't pay for the extras in Monzo. It's just not it's not worth it, I don't think. But those no. ones, I think, are brilliant. Beyond that, for your secondary account, or maybe certain conditions, then you look at what these other accounts, your normal high street accounts that you know we've all sort of, like you say, we grew up with them because that's the one that our parents sort of encouraged us to open, or maybe when we went to uni, it was the one that was on campus or whatever. Yeah. Some of them offer different features, and it depends what you, you need from it. If you need an overdraft and you think you're going to use an overdraft, because they can be they can be expensive. You're looking at 40% interest. It's, it's far more oh. expensive than using a paying on a credit card or many other ways. There are a handful of banks that will give you a 0% buffer. And that might be worth just prioritizing that because if you are going to use it, even though it doesn't feel like it, it actually could work out saving you a lot of money in the long run. So is yeah. there a reason to, to use the overdraft? Because you got it. If you're likely to get it or already have one, then switching over. Two banks give you a £250 interest-free overdraft. So not a huge amount, like I said, but that's First Direct and Marks and Spencer's bank. Not great apps, not great customer service, but you do have that, that buffer. Um, that's good. And the other that's one true. is Nationwide with their Flex Direct account. That if you switch to them, they'll give you 12 months, just 12 months, but a 12-month 0% overdraft. Um, and if you've got a big overdraft right now and you can transfer that over, and pay 0% and use that time to clear it, to wipe that out, that can mm. save you a huge amount of cash. You're absolutely right. I think that's that's really useful because I know a lot more people have, potentially if you've lost income, have become more re- reliant on these lines of credits or like overdrafts and um, credit cards. So I think that's definitely a very good option. If you are someone who's currently using an overdraft or looking to use one, then that's definitely some good options you gave there for sure. 
Well, the, the next lot really are kind of like reward ones where you kind of get something back every single month. Have you, which one of these ones have you got? Um, I don't think I've got any, if I'm honest. Well, list some and then I might jog my memory. <laughs> well, you no, jump for a few hoops, right? Sometimes you have to pay a certain amount of money in to uh, like avoid an annual uh, monthly fee. So maybe you have to pay yeah. £1,500 into the account every month. Otherwise, you'll get charged three quid, for example. Sometimes you have to have a couple of direct debits coming out of the account in order to, to get it. But but you know what? If you're earning a salary, that's your salary going in. It doesn't have to stay there. You know, to just exactly. pay once a month. Or sometimes you can cheat it by paying £500 in, transferring £500 out to your other account, maybe your Monzo or Starlink, then £500 back in, transfer it out, and then £500 back in. So you're paying 1500 quid in. It's just over, you know, different installments. So once you jump through those hoops, you make sure you check what those are and you, you fit that criteria. Um, there are a number of them which are not bad considering. So there's Club Lloyds that will give you um, either a free magazine subscription or in normal times, uh, free cinema tickets or free movie rentals. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Which is bad considering. Uh, often that one comes with a switching bonus as well. So look out for that. Halifax Rewards. This one's a bit trickier. You have to pay £500 on your debit card every single month. But if you do that, you'll get uh, £5 pay back to your account. It's worth about 60 quid a year. That's really good. Uh, what else we've got? If you've got Barclays, again, this isn't a great one, but if you've already got a Barclays account, make sure you're signed up to Blue Rewards. And that's mm. worth, they give you £7 a month if you have two direct debits, but there's a £4 fee. So basically you're getting £3 a month. Again, yeah, we're not talking huge amounts here, but if you're going to have one of these accounts, you may as well get this extra for having it, you know, rather than exactly. out on this little bit of extra money. So they're the main ones, really. There are a couple others. Santander One Two Three Lite. That's a good one to think about if you're paying the bills. If you are paying yeah. all the bills yourself, you get cash back on them. You have to pay a two pound fee, and not every supplier is included. But again, you, there's a calculator. You go online. You can type in like your energy supplier, your broadband supplier, your mobile phone, your council tax, just to check that you will get that money back. But again, you're paying if you are paying these bills anyway. You may as well get. That money back and again it could be worth depending on how big your bills are 30 40 50 quid a year that's back in your pocket that's absolutely amazing now now you jog my memory so i don't have any of the ones that you mentioned but i have nationwide and nationwide obviously not helpful now during the pandemic but prior to that i had it for years it gave me free worldwide travel insurance yeah but the, the only kind of stipulation was i had to pay 750 pounds every month which again was fine um working as you said that your salary goes in so that was nothing uh but yeah every time i'll, I'll go abroad i wouldn't even think about um travel insurance because i had it fully covered so that was really good for me yeah that's, you know what that's a really good point you make there though a lot of people might still have these accounts whether it's someone like nationwide whether it's maybe like one of the monzo or you know i think curve which isn't a bank account but it's another card that had sort of extra features if you're paying a monthly fee and the main thing you're getting back from it is travel insurance, like, I mean, realistically, when are we going to use it properly again? Exactly. Right now, it's not helpful. Nah. We're, we're looking at a good few months, aren't we, before that, at least before that, we're back in full swing with that. Um, so yeah. I would sort of, again, like, you know, just trade down. Cancel, you know, move exactly. down to a, a different account with the same bank or switch away. And you can always go back to it when you can travel again. But that's some money you can have back in your pocket. Exactly. You're absolutely right. Because mine was, like I said, mine was included and I only ended mine end of last year. So even I wasn't paying for it, it was just putting it in. Um, they Obviously, they changed the terms and conditions, but you couldn't travel during COVID. I wasn't planning to anyway, but all those kind of things were changing a lot of the things. I said, okay, you know what? 
it's not as appealing anymore. Um, so I kind of left that. But definitely, if you're paying a monthly fee for this right now, and we there's no prospects of traveling, I've kind of set my eyes traveling to 2022. We've just started 2021, but I'm okay. saying we've got another year of being here. Um, so I, I, I personally wouldn't say I agree with you. It's not really worth it if you're actually paying a monthly fee for travel insurance. Not at all. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You know, one thing we haven't touched on actually is um, high interest rates that you can get with, with some current accounts. Yeah. Uh, we'll say high interest. It's kind of high interest compared to everything else. Cause oh, yeah. But it's, it's not high at all. No. No, it's still not amazing. No. It's definitely worth thinking about. You know, I said at the top that if you have got all this money that's left over because you're not spending during lockdown, if you just leave it in your normal current account, just have it sitting there, you kind of, it's easier to spend it. Do you know what I mean? It's easy just to kind yeah. of like, you, if you put it aside somewhere separate, whether that's a separate savings account or a separate current account, or if you've got that Monzo Starling in a separate pot or space, it makes it harder for you to act, say accidentally, but you know what it's like. If you're out and about or you're shopping, you just spend the money and spend the money because yes. you can see it, the balance <laughs> is X or Y. Um, it's worth moving it across. And one place it's worth thinking about right now is going back to that Virgin Money account that I mentioned earlier on. So mm-hmm. yeah, if you switch, you get 15 bottles of free wine, but you'll also get 2% or 2.02% interest on the first £1,000 that's saved in there. That's pretty good. Which is, do you know what? It's not like mind-blowing. No. <laughs> but it's better than you're going to get pretty much anywhere else. And £1,000, yeah. although some people might have more than that, £1,000 is still a huge amount to have in savings, at least starting yeah. off. So if you've got that, that's at least going to help you, like I said, when the cars need replacing and it's earning a bit of money. So move some of your money in there at least. If you want to move it, the rest of it elsewhere to earn more interest, that's great. But at least starting off, that's a good place for it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Andy, thank you so much. You have given everyone so many gems. I'm sure everyone's been writing our notes and figuring out where they're going to move to now after this episode. So thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to keep up to date and follow you? Yeah, Kia, I've really enjoyed it. It's been great chatting to a fellow sort of bank account geek about this stuff. <laughs> um, so the podcast is Cash Chats. You can sort of check that out. And also you can listen to uh, Kia on an episode uh, on Cash Chats as well. If you check out the archives, you see us talking about the week's news. So make sure you do check that one out. And if you want to read more about stuff today, I mean, I write about all sorts of things on the blog, but I write quite a lot about the best bank accounts, the best bank switching offers, then head over to becleverwithyourcash.com. Oh, and on uh, social media, it's at Andy Clever Cash on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you so much, Andy. I'm going to put your um, website link in the podcast episode description as well, so everyone can just click through and have a read. Thank you so much for joining us. Everyone, we'll be back again next Monday with another episode. Stay wise, stay safe, um, and yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.